Hello, and welcome to the New Testament in a Year. I am Sean Bailey, and I'll be guiding you through this journey as we are now on day eight. And this is Mark chapter eight today. So, if you can, grab your Bible, and if you will, listen closely as we journey through Mark chapter eight together. Mark chapter 8 is this moment in the gospel that provides us with this unique perspective on the identity of Jesus and ultimately the nature of true discipleship. As we begin our reading, we will begin by seeing the miraculous feeding, this symbolic act that echoes what you may remember in Mark chapter 6. Except this time, the number of people that uh, Jesus feeds is different. And that spurs on a, a really a thought-provoking discussion between Jesus and his disciples. I want us to watch this gradual understanding as they have this converse, conversation, this, this comprehension that they are it's clicking for them. The bells are going off that Jesus is the Messiah. And it ends up in Peter's confession, ultimately. Yet the revelation of this comes with a twist. Because Jesus shares this, this difficult path of impending suffering, his death, and his resurrection. The chapter invites us to reflect on our own understanding of Jesus, and it puts, in us, puts us in a position to grapple with a profound call to surrender our lives for the sake of the gospel. Now that we've previewed Mark 8, let's read it together and notice those things as we read. So here we are, Mark chapter 8, starting in verse 1, and we'll go all the way through verse 38. In those days, there was again a large crowd, and they had nothing to eat. He called the disciples and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd, because they've stayed with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way, and some of them have come a long distance. His disciples answered him, Where can anyone get enough bread here in this desolate place to feed these people? How many loaves do you have? He asked them. Seven, they said. He commanded the crowd to sit down on the ground. Taking the seven loaves, he gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. So they served them to the crowd. They also had a few small fish, and after he had blessed them, he said these were going to be served as well. They ate, and they were satisfied. Then they collected seven large baskets of leftover pieces. About 4,000 were there. He dismissed them. And he immediately got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanutha. Verse 11. The Pharisees came and began to argue with him, demanding of him a sign from heaven to test him. Sighing deeply in his spirit, he said, Why does this generation demand a sign? Truly, I tell you, no sign will be given to this generation. Then he left them. He got back into the boat and went to the other side. 
The disciples had forgotten to take bread and only had one loaf with them in the boat. So then he gave them the strict orders. Watch out. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. They were discussing among themselves that they did not have any bread. Aware of this, he said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Don't you understand or comprehend? Do you have hardened hearts? Do you have eyes and not see? Do you have ears and not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketful of leftovers did you collect? Twelve, they told him. When I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many baskets full of pieces did you collect? Seven, they said. And he said to them, Don't you understand yet? Verse 22. They came to to Bethsaida. They brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and brought him out of the village. Spitting on his eyes and laying his hands on him, he asked him, Do you see anything? He looked up and he said, I see people. They look like trees walking. Again, Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes. The man looked intently as his sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. Then he sent him home saying, don't even go into the village. Verse 27, Jesus went out with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the road, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? They answered him, John the Baptist others, Elijah, still others, one of the prophets. But you, he asked them, who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Messiah. And he strictly warned them to tell no one about him. Then he began to teach them that it was necessary for the son of man to suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests and scribes, be killed and rise after three days. He spoke openly about this. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning around and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Peter, And he said, Get behind me, Satan. You are not thinking about God's concerns, but humans' concerns. Verse 34. Calling the crowd along with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself take up his cross and follow me for whoever wants to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel will save it for what does it benefit someone to gain the whole world and yet lose his life what can anyone give in exchange for his life for whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation The Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. That was Mark chapter 8. Quite remarkable, isn't it? Great stuff there. Let's dive into a reflection on the truths that we find embedded into Mark chapter 8. As we unpack Mark chapter 8, we witness the transformative journey of Jesus' disciples. We saw them 
growing into understanding and ultimately into surrender. It's Jesus, the Messiah. The feeding of the 4,000 serves as this powerful reminder of Jesus's abundant provision. It reminds us, just like it echoed in Mark chapter 6, the themes of his care and his compassion for his followers. And directly after that, we notice the dialogue that challenged the disciples. And ultimately, it challenges us as the reader to deepen our understanding of who Jesus is. As Peter confesses Jesus is the Messiah, we see a pivotal moment. Yet Jesus then flips the story and this paradox is, is presented of his, uh, his suffering and death that is just down the road. And it, he emphasizes the cost that it takes of discipleship. If you want to come after Jesus, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow him. That directive was given to us. That is an amazing challenge that causes us to reflect on our own understanding of Jesus. Are we willing to embrace not just a portion, but the entirety of who he is and even face the challenges and sacrifice that it truly takes, denying ourselves and following Jesus. This is one of those heart check moments for us. Are we sold out? Are we committed? Have we completely surrendered to Jesus and following him and only him in spite of the distractions that come our way? Are our eyes fixed on Jesus because of our complete surrender without hesitation? What a great challenge that is, and I, I encourage you to, to ask yourself that question as I do the same. What are ways that we can take a step forward in our faith to glorify Him? Praise God for that and for this amazing scripture we got to read today. I hope you were inspired and ultimately pushed forward in your path and your journey in reading the scripture today as God's Word has that great power to do. I hope you enjoy your day, and I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. Be blessed.